Shut up and sit down. Hello, welcome to Caleb's Hair House. This is K- Kyle. Well, hello, Kyle. It's actually K- Kyle. Oh, K- Kyle. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's K- Kyle. I'm looking for Caleb. Well, he is actually a stylist to the stars. Oh. And he's booked. Oh, shit. Well, is Paul uh, available? Let me check Paul Oz's schedule real quick for you, okay? Okay. Uh-oh. It actually looks like Paul Ah uh, is booked today as well. Wow. Now, I Caleb mean, is actually booked out for the next three months. Well, that, I'm not surprised, but Paul Ah. <laughs> uh, Yes. Is a manigold. And she's been doing it for a while. Pool. Ah. Actually just started a few weeks ago. But Pool. Ah. Yeah. Has been cutting hair for 35 fucking years. Well, you don't have to tell me I actually work here and I've been working alongside uh, Caleb and Pool. Ah. For a while. Okay. Well, you just said Pool. Ah, uh, just started here. She started here. Yeah, but I've been, I, I moved from Pool Oz last salon to this one. Oh, it was Pool. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Mitchell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me just get in on Pool. Ah. <laughs> uh, Schedule the next time that Pool <laughs> Ah has an opening. So you're more interested in Pool Ah than Miss Caleb, and this is Miss Caleb's hair house. Well, I would come to Caleb's hair house for Caleb, but Caleb's never available. She's booked. so I'll get with the old Manny Gold Pool Ah. Well, put me down for the next opening. And uh, then we'll get right back here because you know what I'm not going to do? What? I'm not going to have shitty looking hair and get painted on painted trash. Oh, that peach and honey sparkler. It's a peach and honey sparkler, bitch. <laughs> it went right down your gullet there. <laughs> it sure did, girl. This is the port vintage of my week right here. It is from the Fen Valley Vineyard. Ooh, okay. a new port vintage. It's a new port vintage, and this is from a new, uh, I'm not even call it a stalwart. You're going, going straight to Manigold? I'm not even doing Manigold. Oh. It's just a new port vintage. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the Lakeshore by Fen Valley, it's the peach honey sparkler. <laughs> right. Now, girl, the, the viewers can see it, but what we've just come from, Miss Caleb. Salon. Salon to the stars. Now, I, you know who I didn't see there? Who? Pool. Ah. What's not there? Yeah. yeah. No, she, she wasn't there today. <sighs> Thank God for Miss Caleb because <sighs> my hair, I think he cut off an like my guinea pig's worth of hair was on that floor. Oh. And you know what I hate about the summer? We just had an episode mm. about it and I forgot about this. Oh. If it gets too hot around my hairline, zit, 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 zit. You got one right on your back there and groany. What'd you do this week, girl, though? Well, 
Tell Before I get into telling the kids, I think they want to know who I am and no, they want to know who you are. Okay, you go first. Well, who are girl, you? I'm I'm a four letter word. You take your pen and you stab the paper with it. It's gonna make a mark, and that's me. My name is Mark. Spell it though. It's M to an A, then the R K. Okay. Now, what about you, bitch? What's your name? I thought the last letter was K. K. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, my name is K. Oh, I live for the lisp in the middle of it. Yeah. She's trying out different ways of saying it. Now, this week for me has been a goodie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretending that I don't have a job that I work at 76 hours a week. So I'm just going to put that to the side and talk about the good things I did. Now, I went to the movies this week, as did you. Oh, yes, girl. And we saw two very different films. Yeah. Me and Miss Jeffrey went and saw Men. Now, Uh you know I like to look at men at, at any old time. Oh, yes. She lives for the nudie mags. <laughs> mags. <laughs> Grandma, is that you? <laughs> he lives for the nudie mags. Uh, it's the new Alex Garland film, which we actually talked about in our oh, yeah. summer film it was series. Just a couple episodes. If you haven't listened to the summer suit su- separate, su- no, girl, the summer movie preview we, uh, in your summer suit separate. Yeah. So with the sequence. On the side shoulder. Yeah, with with the sheer shoulder side satchel. Yeah. It stars Jesse Buckley, girl. Now she's... Fresh off an Oscar nom. Well, and how about off her fucking win at the fucking Olivier's? Olivier's, that's it. Yeah, she's a star. So uh, basically the film, it's a drama. So, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone who's like, oh, it's a whore. It's not a whore. It's a drama. It's about a woman who was in a kind of unhealthy relationship. And this is not a spoiler. This happens in the first seconds. She's in an unhealthy relationship and she's telling her husband, I'm leaving you, I'm getting a divorce. And he says, if you divorce me, I'll kill myself. And she she says, that's not fair. You know, that's a horrible thing to say. And then he kills himself. Okay? Right there in front of her. So some time has passed and she decides to go rent herself a little country cottage girl on the country. She arrives at this like Airbnb like and there's a guy who's like the host and he shows her around the <laughs> he shows her around the house, lets her know where the you know the linens are and gives her a tour and then he leaves her be. So she's like decompressing from all the stress. Then she discovers so there's a little town nearby and she wanders out. Every man has the same face. It's all the same man. There's like 40 men in the movie all played by the same guy. And there's a man like wander. It has a ton of dick in it, which I appreciated. Were they all good dicks? It was all the same guy's dick because remember, it's the same guy. Okay. I just figured they might have put a couple of prosthetics in there. They might have been. I don't know. It's not a good dick movie. Like you're not going to want to go see this movie for the dick. But I like when a movie shows dick instead of boobs or vaginas. Because we've seen those for so long. So I like when I see something else. So it has a creepy vibe. And then, girl, the last 15 minutes happens. And I got to tell you, my jaw dropped to the floor. And I was shook. Shooketh. I really enjoyed the film. I don't want to say too much about it. But it was a wonderful date night experience. Other than that, we met up and we played pickleball, girl. Now, girl, that was going to be the highlight of my week. Pickleball. So tell the kids. Well, on Monday, we went and played us some pickleball for a couple hours. And it was warm and it was sunny. Jesus Christ, was it ever. (laughs) I had bought a brand new t-shirt, Bob the Drag Queen, 
sweated through it in a matter of minutes. It went right into the hamper. Oh, okay. Well, I put on some tanning oil and I went ahead and got some color. I got a little small sunburn. And we went ahead and played us some pickleball. Now, I played two games. Now, we won. And I won two games. I played three games. I won one. Okay. It was because I had... It's, I, I'm going to blame it on my partners, I think. Oh, I figured you would. Yeah, I would probably blame it on my partners. Now, yeah. we, when you and I were on a team, we, we won. Well, we're winners. Winners. Well, the other thing, girl, and this is exciting. We went ahead and did a little tour of Michigan wineries, bitch, and cideries. So, <laughs> cideries, girl? Oh, yeah, we went to a couple of cideries. So, we went to the, we started out. Virtue Cider. Now, girl, Virtue Cider does some nice things. They play with flavor and other fruits, which I really liked. Because I'm currently drinking a fruit scotto. So you know yeah. that I like when they mix fruit in. Now, who shit. puts fruit scotto together, girl? Berfois, I oh, think. Yeah, it's the Berfois family. Yeah. Uh, so that's your port vintage. Well, so we started out there. It was delightful. Bought some shit. Then we went to the Fen Valley Girl. Now, that's where we got the sparklers. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Then took us over to, there's no other way to describe it. The wine was not the highlight. The ice cream was. Oh. Sounds like trouble. I live for an ice cream. Then we went to a pie shop that is also a winery. (laughs) You You followed up ice cream with pie, girl? So Right. So the cider was good at that place. The wine, hmm. And then, girl, we ordered us a pie flight. Oh, God. Girl, we had raspberry. Yep. Blueberry. Yep. Cherry. Apple. Okay. And, girl. What was the piece de resistance, girl? Cherry berry crisp. (laughs) Your fucking eye just stroked when you said that. Bitch, it was fucking everything. Now... Yeah, so that was everything. We had a great time, and we ended up at my favorite place, the, the favorite wine that we tasted, and I can't wait to bust open that shit. You're going to bust a nut? I don't know about bust a nut, girl. I'm bust open in one of those <laughs> fucking bottles, but not tonight. Well, you know what? Let's take us a break, because I do need to refill up my Port Vintage glass. Yeah. yeah. And when we come back, let's... You want to meet me in the theater, girl? Let's meet in the theater, girl. And we're going to make that a recording studio for our midsection today, because I, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. So and, I'll meet you in the theater, girl. Save my seat, okay? Oh, yeah. well, it's gonna you be know pet. the one I like. It's going to be pet, girl. We bought the nice ones. Yeah. yeah. We got big old seats in the center. Fifth row center. Yeah. So we'll be right back, fifth row center. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You, you gotta move. You gotta let him in. Let's be in the middle. I'm in the middle. Bitch. Oh, please. shit. I'm sorry. Oh, you spilled your port vintage. Girl. Girl. Well, thanks for joining us in the theater, kids. Now, we brought wine into the theater. Yeah. We brought our... They, they let you bring the wine in here, even though it's the... Corona. Right. 
That's the Corona 19, COVID 19, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, now that material. Now okay. that is a friend of the podcast. I don't know. I don't know if she listens or not. So well, I don't know if a she's listener, a friend of the podcast. If you're not a listener, I'm going to call you a friend, but I don't know if you're a friend of the podcast. Right. Okay. So you went to see a friend's So I went show. to go sit into the theater and see a play. Okay? okay? And it was a nice it was a nice little experience. So I we were thinking because this weekend is a certain night of awards. Well, it's a certain night to celebrate the theater. Right. Now, not theater around the globe, but it is a chance to reflect and recognize the theater. Right. This is celebrating New York theater. And last year, we had a Tony Awards ceremony where there were like a total of five productions in the year. So every single fucking nominee had the same show in it. Yeah. Now, so the truth about last year's Tony Awards, it was actually shows that opened fall 2019 through early spring. We're talking March 2020. It was so bad, girl, that they had that one category for best actor in a musical where there was one nominee and they had to vote whether or not to give him the award. Right. And everybody knew he was going to get it. Can you imagine if he didn't? With his body of work, and he had not won a Tony, they were going to give it to him. Can you believe if they would have been like, and the nominee is this bitch, and the winner is no one this year. It would have been a wreck. That's what that would have been. Yeah, it would have been a wreck, and I would have felt bad for him. But now this year we have many shows and nominations are spread out. Right. So this is a more wide-ranging field. Now, before we get into the noms and talking in general about theater, and, and before we get to that, I'd like to have a conversation about theater, the state of theater in general. <laughs> so for those of you who uh, maybe are theater aficionados. Oh, I love an aficionado of any yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah. We prefer an aficionado over an aficionado. I don't even know what that is. Okay. That's right. Right. So, you know, we know many of our viewers, listeners, readers, callers, even the writers enjoy going to the theater, especially pre-pandemic. But now that we've got the Corona as something for us to all contend with, you know, a lot of people aren't looking to go and sit up in a theater I and really... watch, a, watch a theatrical production sitting right next to other people. Can I say something that might stoke a fire under Ooh, someone's ass? Go ahead and garner a response. Yeah, I'm going to Jennifer garner oh. a response. Here's my problem. Is there are a lot of people nowadays that say like, oh, well, you know, I just don't think I'm ready to go sit in the theater, right? It's, I, I'm just not ready for that mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Now, might I tell you that every theater, at least in the city we're in, Chicago, you still have to wear a fucking mask. They're not letting you in there, regardless if it's a 10,000-seat theater or a 50-seat theater. So the same people who say, you know, I just I can't possibly think I can do this, they can go to a sold-out concert with no mask. What, 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 what about and, a bar with no mask? They can go to a full-ass bar on a Saturday night, no mask, but can't go sit in a theater with a mask on. 
Now, I'm not here for that. Just say you're not ready to go back to the theater because you're not, you don't want to. Right. Just say that. And listen, if you're going to start, uh, we, we saw our Lord and Savior, Queen Patty, read somebody to filth for putting on no mask. I just pulling don't, it down. I just don't like this uh, thing where people are selectively worried about the safety of things. Yeah. Oh, I just don't think I could go to a theater. Yeah. But a full bar is fine. A church is fine. There's no gym. Cor- the gym is fine. Girl, there's no Corona. It's a church. You know, I so I'm not here for that. So it's like just say the truth, which is you're unclassy and you don't go to the theater. Or you're not going to go to the theater because you don't want to spend a coin. Right. Just say that. You'd rather spend your coin on beer. But girl, here we are. You know, we as, I'll say we're retired (laughs) actors. Oh, girl. And theater folk. Okay. And You're not active anymore, girl? No. I haven't been on the stage since 2019 and it's been three years. Haven't even submitted for an audition. We've had long and storied careers in the non-equity theater. Right. Now, for those of you who don't know, necessarily know what equity or non-equity is, the equity versus non-equity is the union. Okay, so you're either a union or you're non-union. If you're union, there's dues you gotta pay and you gotta have so many hours within a special contract and blah, blah, blah. So, the non-equity theater scene, you're not part of a union, Nobody's saying you can't work more than 20 hours a week. You're going to get paid not a living wage. You might, if you get paid at all. Okay. So, but non-equity is where the experimental work happens, where we start to see evolution of what is next in theater and who the next big playwrights are and fleshing out ideas and thoughts and approaches and concepts and so non-equity is extremely important in the development of theater okay so pandemic comes when i say pandemic i mean corona that's the corona 19 covid 19 19 2020 2021 delta variant omicron 2022 Okay, so when that started, everybody, the theaters closed, all the large gatherings were done. Didn't they matter shuttered. whether they were doing 50 or 5,000. They okay? shuttered, girl. Your downtown Broadway and Chicago shows were canceled for uh, two, oh, per near two years. And so, you know, the theater really has suffered through the, the these times of the Corona-19. So people are starting to come back to the theater now. But during that time, let's not forget all that has changed in the world. We've had, obviously, the, you know, Corona. Then we've also had George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. We've also had Me Too. We've also had the gay liberation. We had a gay liberation girl? Well, the fear that the gays aren't going to be able to marry girl, we've had the conversation about abortion and women's rights. Um, We've had bread baking. So a lot has happened. Well, I'll tell you the worst thing that happened to it was when everything shuttered down and everybody and their fucking mom thought they solved the mystery of it by doing a Zoom show. Okay. (laughs) That might have been the worst part of the pandemic. I don't know about the worst part about the pandemic. Ruth, her friend Sandy. What about my new neighbor, Emily? 
and Emily in a featured cameo. Did you watch any of those? No, didn't watch that. But you know what I do think, and this is this is the God's honest truth, okay? And I'm getting ready to spill the tea. And I'm going to say some controversial shit here. So, girl, if you're not comfortable you're gonna with that, too. I'm going to cancel myself. I'm going to cancel this podcast. <laughs> Good. So, if, if I go too far, you're going to have to tell me to cut this out. Okay. But if you want to know what the real problem is right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. In the theater... There are two problems. You've got the union who's overarching. Everybody knows what's right for them and what the theater should be doing and what everybody's response should be. And nobody's going to the theater, but we all need to make a paycheck and demanding all kinds of shit. And this is at the union level, okay? So for your equity people. And then, you know, people have left the theater because they had to find other jobs because they had to pay the damn bills regardless of the fact that there was a Corona-19 shutdown, okay? And then, on the non-X side, you know, we've got the Me Too and all that stuff, and I'm not saying it shouldn't have happened. The Me Too needed to happen. The the racial reckoning needed to happen. Like, all of that stuff, and it's culturally very important. However, in large-scale houses like a couple of Chicago institutions, like the, the, the Steppenwolf Theater or, or um, Marriott Lincolnshire. Marriott. Or, or the Court Theater or the Goodman Theater. You know, these are places that have a staff, the people who are paid by the theater a full-time wage and have titles and shit. In the non-X scene, you don't have that. So as we're dealing with racial reckoning, and we're dealing people rubbing together two nickels. Well, if they got them, might be two pennies on a certain day. Might and be one on penny. Yep, that they're and, trying to fold in half. <laughs> right. Okay. Try or divide it up into four segments to feed the kids. Right. Right. So in the non-X scene, you don't have that type of infrastructure, but everybody wants to be part of the conversation. And so none of them have the infrastructure, the training, or the ability to handle these concerns. And everybody wants to be part of the conversation. So you know what? What, I, what we're seeing happening in the non-X scene in, in Chicago, and you know that's the one I know at this point, and a little bit in Denver, is just burn it all to the ground, girl. Oh, well. right. I mean, you can. I mean, we just talked about the house theater. Now that's a that's a Lord house. I mean, they've got some equity contracts and non equity contracts. The reality is, girl, these theater companies are closing left and right. You know, some of these people haven't even come back since the right. Corona. I'll tell you what I think, and I and so there, and I just want to finish this thought. Yeah, and I want you to share your thought. I I just think they're ill equipped to handle this shit. And so people are just saying, you know what? Fuck it. It's not worth it. I don't get paid for this. Chicago is a is a very difficult city to be a theater maker because, and I've gone through this myself, you know, you go equity and then what happens? You don't work or you work very sporadically. Or, right? you, or you work at one of four houses and that's all you do. Right. And, you know, yeah, you're making some okay money. Right. While you're in a piece. And and I do mean, okay, you're not going to be. I think some people think that, you know, if you're acting at one of the bigger theaters in Chicago, like you've made it money wise. Uh, no, probably your job that you have right now is paying more than that. But 
So then as a creative person, you're like, okay, I could go equity and then I can only work at about five places. And at those five places, they mainly only work with the same 50 people. So I to be creative, because that's what I want to do, I'll go non-equity so I can be in more shows, right? I have more opportunities, more places to go, more freedom to do what I want. And then I get to make one ducat. Oh, a ducat. <laughs> now, how much is a ducat? A, du- <laughs> a ducat is like... You you know how you know how is they that play. the penny that's cutting fork? That's the penny cutting fifths. Oh, fifths. So I think a lot of people choose being able to work steadily, and they go the non-ec route where they're making you know a grand total at the end of the year of like four thousand dollars. And I'm talking about the end of the year. Oh yeah. So you made four thousand in the whole year, right? Okay. So. Kids, what we're saying is it is a tenuous time in the theater right now. There is a lot of uncertainty. There's quite a bit of instability for sure. And so to be a theater maker in this current environment is not only a challenge, but I would dare say it's near impossible to do well. It's tough right now. And you know, I got to the point where I said, you know what? I've gone through this two years without it. I don't think I'm going to be going back to it because I don't have the energy. I don't have... Because you're an old bitch. I'm an old whore. Oh, yeah. Like, the other thing is you need an audience to perform for. Otherwise, what are you doing? Well, I think the audiences are there. I mean, the audiences are there. I don't know about all that, girl. I I mean, I've been to the theater a few times over the the last year. And they're steadily coming back more and more. When it comes down to it, kids, the Tony Awards are just like every other major award that is usually televised. However, they are the ones that are changing the face of what it means to be an award show. Because even the Oscars were talking about how their numbers are dwindling. And the longer the show, the more peel-off you have as the show progresses. So what Broadway did last year with the the awards that you were talking about was they had an hour-long special that streamed through Paramount Plus, which otherwise is CBS. Oh. And that was your awards that weren't the major categories, the acting, the revival, musical and play, and musical and play. Those aren't the major. Oh, you're saying those are the majors. Those are the majors. We didn't even see Best Director. Okay, on the regular telecast on CBS. So here we go. In terms of who was nominated, girl, we've got some Hollywood A-listers that are up on the roster this year, but it's going to be hosted. She is an Oscar winner. Oh. She is a Golden Globe, BAFTA, and SAG Award winner. Helen Mirren, girl. girl? No. Ariana DeBose. Girl. Oh well, that makes sense. So, girl, there are some snot, uh, some snot. Sl- snides, some snides here. But what <laughs> we've got snot. is, and we're going to talk about some of these biggies. So, best new musical, and you tell us the kids what you know. Girl from the North Country. Never heard of it, but it does star Mayor Winningham. It does star Mayor Winningham, who is also nominated for a Tony. Girl. Yeah. It is the music of Bob Dylan. Oh. Okay, so you might be interested in that. It's a play with music. Okay. Maybe. Then we've got MJ. Now I'm interested in that. That'll be coming to Chicago soon. It is. It's going to be on tour next year, girl. Now, do you know who wrote it? The play? I sure do. Who is it? Lynn Nottage, girl. Right. 
Then we've got Mr. Saturday Night. Not interested in Billy Crystal or any of his nonsense, girl. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Then we've got Six, now, the musical. I've seen it. Now, you saw the tour, girl. Right. How was that? Great. Okay. Next up, Paradise Square, girl. Oh. Got its pre-Broadway tryout right here in Chicago. Did you see it? Oh, you saw that, and you said it was bad. I didn't say it was bad. I said there was some work needed, but it stars Joaquina Kalakongo. And she is so fucking good. She was in Slave Play. Real, she was fucking brilliant in Slave Play. So, And she should have won the Tony last year for that award. So I'm going to say, hmm, that's Paradise Square. And then lastly, girl. Will be the winner in my prediction opinion. Probably. And this is a strange loop. Right. Okay. Now, this was an off-Broadway goodie. Yeah. I mean, it was a darling off-Broadway. So um, it's gotten rave reviews, so I wouldn't be surprised. That's so. my prediction, although I haven't seen it. But I have seen six, so if that wins, I would be excited. But I think it's going to be a strange loop. I do, do think, think I do think probably a strange loop on this one. And then Best Musical Revival Girl. There are only three, and that's pretty typical for the Tonys. We've got Caroline or Change, a British import from the West End. Then we've got an old stalwart, oh, which has a bunch of stars. And that is Marianne's company. That's Marianne Elliott. Uh, yeah. I've heard that it is good. Okay. Now, this is a gender bender yeah. where Bobby is actually not a man, but a woman. Christina. Bobby Christina. Uh, oh, God. She went to the top. I know. And you, and you knew she was I knew she go. was, too. I said, I said I'm worried about her. And then days later, she's dead. <laughs> and we saw why in the movie. We did. It was Pat. <laughs> okay. um, and then we've got an old man, two Manny Golds uh -oh. from the Broadway Great White Way, The Music Man, starring Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. And Jane Howdy Shell Girl yes. from The Humans. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, personally, I think this one is company. Company. Okay. I think so. Um, uh, yeah. The Music Man, if you take away the stars, what do they got? Well, okay. They got, got a little bit more than Funny Girl. Well, that's true. Funny Girl wasn't even noticed. Yes, it was. It got a featured actor nomination. Yeah. Didn't get shit that, for Beanie. That's shade. They didn't nominate Beanie. They didn't nominate Jane Lynch. They didn't nominate the show, the director, the choreographer, the costumes, the lighting, the sound. But they nominated they the supporting actor. They didn't go for actor. Best Actor, Ramin Karim Lou Girl. Okay. okay. And I live for I mean You know what I feel sad about is that we have uh Jeffrey and I have a pair of friends that went to New York to see Funny Girl. They bought the tickets ages ago. Before the corona. review before the reviews came out. They got corona. No. Went down there and it was Beanie's understudy. Oh, I heard and she's I, very good. Uh, yeah, I said, Well maybe you actually might have gotten a bit of a bullet. <laughs> okay. okay. Um and then we're just gonna go through real quick. Best new play girl, Clyde's. Well, I'll be seeing that soon in Chicago. Then we've got Hangman. Okay. Then we've got the Lehman Trilogy. I think that'll be our winner. Folks. I think that's going to probably be the winner, girl. Then we've got The Minutes, Tracy Letts. Oh, you know I would love to see that. And Skeleton Crew Girl. Now, yeah. that one is where I think it's going to be. That's a Felicia Rashad piece. And I think that's probably going to be where it goes, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be the Lehman Trilogy. We'll see. Then we've got Revivals Girl, and I got thoughts here. 
There are some clear front runners. We've got American Buffalo by the trash. I know. He's really shown his ass. (laughs) That is for sure. Then we've got apparently a brilliant production of four colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. Right. Okay. I heard that's a brilliant production. Then we've got Paula Vogels. How I Learned to Drive starring the original... Oh, yeah. Pair. She'll be winning another Tony. It's my guess. That one's going to be a tough category. I'll be honest with you. I'm talking about Mary Louise Parker girl. Now, if you saw her on Boys on the Side, you knew you saw a star. (laughs) Okay? I do love that movie. Oh, me too. Then we've got Take Me Out. With the dicks. Okay? We've got the shower scene. Uh, We have Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Right, but he doesn't show his dick in it. No, he doesn't. I'm betting there's not much there, is my guess. I don't know, girl, but he and Justin McKeeter are going to have another child through a surrogate. Okay? Okay, very cute. Now, then we have Trouble in Mind. This was quite an event for Trouble in Mind with the Lincoln Center Theater. Then, girl, I've got two more I just want to talk about right quick, just because I know you're going to have some thoughts. In the best leading actress in a play. Oh, yeah. Featuring we've got, something we've seen, girl. We've got Gabby Beans in the skin of our teeth, Thornton Wilder. I'm not, I don't like Beans as a last name, so okay. I'm going to skip it. We've got LaShawn's in Trouble in Mind. Okay. We've got Ruth motherfucking nega. Oh. From MacBook. Beth, I love Scottish her, play. but I heard that show was trash. <laughs> that show couldn't find a good review. Right. <laughs> so I was shocked that she got nominated. Glad, because yeah. yeah, I love I mean, her. I live, I live for Ruth Nega. Me too. Then we've got really what it boils down to. Okay? Yeah. And it is a this is going to be a knockdown drag out, in my opinion. Right. Mary Louise Parker for How I Learned to Drive. Right. Okay. Now... It is well-documented. In fact, this is a brilliant actress. Okay? Oh, yeah. She was in Weeds, girl. Yeah. For seasons. Yeah. And then, girl. Oh, yeah. We have got... We fucking saw her ass. (laughs) I'm telling you. This performance literally is one of the best performances I've even seen on a stage. I'm telling you right now, I don't care how good Mary Louise Parker is. This bitch should be winning, but she's not going to because it's not as big of a play and she's not as big of a star. But tell the kids who it is. It's Deirdre O'Connell oh, for Dana H. <laughs> yeah. Very similar to Scott H. Yeah. But totally different. Yeah. Okay. Girl, um, that it, is one. Of, mm-hmm. If that's mm-hmm. in my top three best performances I've seen on a stage, period. For sure. It's fucking brilliant. Shook. I, and what did we say when we saw it? When we sat in that theater and saw it, we said that'll be nominated for Tony. Yep. So, girl, and then I just because I love these, okay. And lastly, girl, did you know Jane Howdy Shell's nominated? Girl, you know I did for her little cameo role. Now you know she's going to lose, right? Of course, but she already has her Tony. Girl, who's going to win? Girl, I don't know. Patty Lupone for company. That's the biggest, like sure bet, sure bet of the night for me. Right, I would agree, and I can't wait. I agree. I hope she gets up on the stage and tells someone to put their mask on. So she is a controversial figure. And here's the thing, kids. Theater is in a controversial situation. 
currently. And there, people are going to need to figure out how to navigate this world uh, in our changed world. Uh, we need people who are strong. We need people who are able to be thinkers, but we need to keep the conversation going because theater is vital to our society. So I'm going to take my fat ass back to the uh, trough. No girl. She's going to the concession stand. Out oh, front. Okay. I can't when, believe we just sat here and talked through the entire act. Yeah, I know. It's act trash. one. But I'm ready for act two, which is going to be full of trash when we come back. Kids, it's that time. Oh, time for we're here. Trash, trash talk. talk. Girl, I have a I have a story that bothered me. Uh oh. And that's what I'm bringing to trash talk today. Now I'm gonna rewind back to the year 2007. Do you remember it, girl? I remember it well. A film that came out that year, and it was a hit. It was an Oscar-nominated hit. Oh, yeah. And it starred one of my favorite actors of all time, girl, and that is Allison motherfucking Janney, otherwise known as Loretta. Yeah. So we're talking about... Drop Dead Gorgeous. Jason Reitman's teen pregnancy dramedy... Mm-hmm. Written by Diablo Cody Juno. Now, now, did you know Diablo Cody? Speaking of our theater episode here, did you know that Diablo Cody wrote the script and book for J- Jagged Little Pill? Now that film starred runaway star Elliot Page. At the time, Elliot Page went by a different name. Okay, and we're not going to say that. Because that's we're, dead what we're not going to be here for is doing that. Now, in 2020, Paige came out as transgendered. Elliot s- said that he went through an intense depression, anxiety, and severe panic attacks all around this time. Um, because this was the film that kind of shot him to fame. Now, it just came out this week in an interview, Girl, with Indie Wire. That while Juno was at the height of its popularity during award season's time, the producers of the film pushed Elliot out, you know, on the interview circuit, on the red carpet circuit, because they were looking for an Oscar nom, which they got. Mm -hmm. In In a new interview, he said, I was closeted. They dressed me in heels, a dress, the whole look. I wasn't okay, and I didn't know how to talk about it with anyone. I think of times when people actively were like, no, take that off. You need to put on a dress at very, very pivotal moments. One in particular that he brought up was the Toronto International Film Festival premiere. Which is a huge film festival. Right. He said to his manager and the producers of the film that he wanted to wear a suit. And Fox Searchlight said, quote, no, you will be wearing a dress. And they took me in a big rush to one of those fancy stores on Bloor Street. They picked out the dress, put me in it, and that was that. All the Juno press photo shoots, Michael Sarah was in slacks and sneakers. 
I look back at the photos and I look ridiculous dressed up in a dress that I didn't want to wear. <sighs> this is very bad. Now, here's the thing. We got to think 2007. You know, we have as a society grown. Not quite a, a society. Okay. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have grown a bit as a society, but can you imagine being told? I guess it's not really new for especially actresses. And, that's, and this, this is the situation, girl. These people who are producers of film are laying out hundreds of thousands of dollars. And millions of dollars. And, I mean, Juno was a darling from an indie property. But it is and strange. So, if you watch Juno, the mm-hmm, character of mm-hmm, Juno, mm-hmm. which Elliot Page played, mm-hmm. was not a girly, no, feminine, uh, but there's a persona, girly girl. But there's a persona that those producers wanted to put out into the world of their stars. So Michael Sarah wearing slacks and tennies is kind of on par with the young hip Name sort of look that they would want someone who is being uh, up, out in the public eye for the film and representing the film. Can you I, name one? I'm not talking about Elliot Page anymore. Uh-huh. Okay. Can you name one female actor who they have wanted to portray in tennis shoes and a slacks? And slacks. I'm. I'm not. I, that I'm not negotiating because right. that's not the point I'm trying to make. No, I know, but I'm just like I'm just wondering. Like, why yeah. is there not? A I mean, woman? I think now after Me Too and after like talking about women's awareness with women's rights and things, like I think now the conversation would be much more open to it. Yeah, but like, I can guarantee you, like Amber, if Heard. Mi- right, like Amber Heard's trash ass, which we got to talk about. I'm just saying, girl, like. Even even five years ago, seven years ago, okay? So we're talking like 2014. What was a big show in 2014? Not show. Yeah. I bet, what was a big movie in 2014? Girl? I don't know things by years. My, my, my brain doesn't work like that. The, the world is very different even from 2014. It is very, very recent that we've been here. So you know that there were publicists and stylists who were all involved in the persona that they wanted projected for the film and projects that they were in. Protected for the film. And I'm just going to close my, my portion of this out. And this is part of what needs to change in Hollywood, girl. From your lips... Now, what do you have for me? All right, girl. Now, I'm your lips. I'm, I'm telling you, this is a fucking unbelievable development that has come out. I was floored when I read about this, girl. Okay. So, when you think about Vegas, what comes to mind, girl? Viva Las Vegas. Right. And now, okay. what is that? What is that? And Margaret. Right. Viva Las Vegas is a movie and a song yeah. with Anne Margaret and. Some people will call him the king, girl. Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. Aaron. Elvis Aaron Presley. He became a stalwart. A man-eagle. A man-eagle right out there in Las Vegas, girl. The largest star, and I'm not just talking about his waistline. Oh. The largest star of the time, girl. And so. He trothed at the end. He did, and then he OD'd. Yeah. Um, I mean, he died with a peanut butter banana sandwich, girl. Yeah, yeah. Hanging out of his mouth. By the toilet. He was sitting by the toilet. He was sitting by the toilet on the floor. And he OD'd and died. And um, so 
He's been sort of the face of Las Vegas for the last almost... 50 years. I mean, to the point where, like, he his face shows up on buildings, okay? And he's been dead for fucking 50 years. Right. Okay? So, it is amazing that with Baz Luhrmann's film coming out... Right. This summer, which we teased on our summer movie preview. If you haven't listened to the episode, you should be listening to it, okay? That now, the licensing company that holds the name and the image of the king is called Authentic Brands Group, has sent out cease and desist letters last month to multiple chapels in the Sin City Uh to stop all Elvis-themed ceremonies. And that is like... I mean, if you're going to go get married in Vegas, you're doing it for one reason, to be married by an Elvis impersonator. Right. I mean, even the fucking people doing it on the drive-thru are fucking Elvis impersonators, girl. The Elvis impersonator might even play a fucking song or sing for you. They do. Oh, they do, girl. I've been to a... I, do you know that when I was in Vegas, I watched a wet, someone get married by an Elvis person? I didn't know who they were, but I saw it happening and I stopped. Well, because it was an Elvis impersonator. Right. I like think it might have been Eddie Miles. That's my mom's favorite Eddie. Uh, Eddie. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, girl, I can't believe this. I mean, this is going to decimate the wedding industry. Who's I mean, going to do it now? Now, right. I mean, so that's what I wanted us to talk about. Because, first of all, these people have businesses. They're going to have to figure out how to sustain. If they can't have Elvis, who are they going to have? And I want answers. Sammy Davis Jr. He is a big Vegas act. I'm sure there's Fair. a lot of Sammy Fair. Davis Jr. impersonators. All you have to have would is you, a would glass you want- eye. <laughs> Who else could do it? Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra could do it. I mean, old Blue Eyes, I think, would be a big win. I Do you know who else I think would be great? Cher. Cher or Celine. I mean, they've been residencied out the ass there. But it's in person. I feel like you're going to get more Cher impersonators than you're going to get a Celine. So, all they got to do is, okay, and that's that. Nope. I'm there for that. We saw Brooklyn Heights try that. It didn't work. Well, her. Who else could it be? I, what do you I'm think about Vegas? What do you think about Frank Marino as Barbara Streisand? Because he's been doing that show for a little bit. I, per, I'm, near I'm forty years into any kind of drag. Okay, all right. Um, so okay, here's another one. RuPaul. I mean, they've, they've got. She the, hasn't had a residency there, girl. RuPaul has a current residency. Well, there. she doesn't. Her girls do. Who's making the coin from that? Well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a, her. It's it ain't her face, bitch. She's on the video screen the whole show, so girl. I, so let's let's boil that one away. Not RuPaul, but the Ru girls. Get, just start a drag queen drive-through and been have. To that. I, I would have Aquaria there. No. Fucking Derek Berry. No. I, I would go ahead and have fucking Alaska Thunderfuck. Yeah. I maybe put in. Um, Who's getting married by Derek Berry? If I was like, it's if, Britney, bitch. If there was a like. I love I mean, the idea. It's Britney. I mean, it's Britney, bitch. I'm a, just get up there and think I'm toxic when I'm going to get fucking married. I love the idea of a drag queen chapel and that you don't know who you're going to get married by, yeah. but you just go to whoever's working that day. But I'm telling you, if I went there and Derek Berry showed up, I'd be like, I'm not doing it. I, I wouldn't want to get a divorce. So the last one that I do think would be an interesting one girl. Yes. I want Elton John. That would be a good one. Yeah. Old Elton. I don't need the one now after he's gone to the fucking trough in the salt lick. I want the young Rocket Man. I'll take man. Red Piano all day. I want Rocket Man. Okay. 
I mean, you want fucking fall down, cracked out Elton. I want cracked out giving BJ's in the bathroom, Elton. That's okay. what I want. Okay, so you'd rather have him in the bathroom blowing you than getting you married. That's what I heard. <laughs> okay. 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 Now, listen, we got to get wrapped up because we have really gone on, but I can't leave girl without a recommendation. <laughs> a wreck amendation. No, I ain't got no wreck amendation this week. I'm giving you a full-on wreck amendation. Okay. I live for a recommendation. And this one here, girl, I'm so excited that... So I. You hinted at it earlier, girl. I went to the theater this last week, girl. Right. Saw me a movie, and that's how I celebrated my Memorial Day. And I watched Top Gun Maverick with Miles <laughs> Teller, girl. Yes. And Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Okay. Also, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. Right. Now, I am excited that they brought Val back. Okay. Girl, I am telling you, it is to be seen and to be seen on the big screen, I'll not on your television. Oh, yeah. I'll be skipping it, but... You got to see it on the big screen, girl. It was so good. I, they even gave me Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone, which I live for. Yeah. Lady Gaga is a fucking music supervisor on this bitch. Yeah, and okay. her song is garbage. Did you like that okay. new song? It's, <laughs> it's not be my Be honest favorite. with the it's kids. It's not my favorite on the film. Okay, but I did love that the theme from Top Gun was used not once, not twice, but three times in the film, and it was fabulous. The effects, the fucking stunts, everything. I cried three or four times in the film. It was wonderful. Get on this. Oh. Now, girl, I know you don't really care for Top Gun, so you won't be seeing it, right. but what about your recommendation? And it's a rack recommendation. Uh, my, oh, girl. Mine is a new docu-series, girl. Sounds like a wreck already. Uh, no, it's on the Hulu. Yep. That's how you know it's a wreck. Well, you know how I know something's a wreck? When the right wing celebrates its <laughs> success by saying, thank God they still make movies like this and not woke trash. And thank God that the right wing has made Top Gun Maverick number one. Okay, so if you want to call my stuff a wreck, let's look at yours, girl. You like the right-wing QAnon movie, okay? I lived for that documentary. Oh, yeah. Q? About Q? Oh, girl. me too. I was talking about Top Gun Maverick. So I'm recommending on Hulu, it's a docu-series in there. I believe it is four episodes, and by the time this is out, all four will be out. It is called The Deep End. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm telling you this stuff is crazy. It is about... Teal Swan Girl. No, I don't even know who that is. I didn't either. I just started it because I was like, oh, a docu-series. I'll have a peek. She is a healer. She is a personal healer and guru. She started on the internet. This woman is fucking nuts. So we've all seen these. We've seen the one about David Bikram. We've seen the ones about... Shah Bikram Girl. Shah David Bikram. This one might be the scariest of them all. Oh. The vow we all saw we, about the, the Nexium cult. Not only did we watch the vow, what was the other one? Uh, yeah, we watched both of the Nexiums. We watched Bad Vegan with uh, what was her name? Sharna. How about Heaven's Gate? Oh yeah, this is the one, the newest one, and I dare say one of the best. This woman is terrifying. Now, here's how scary she is. I went on my Twitter, excuse me, my Instagram and my Facebook, and I posted my thoughts on the show. I have had to delete. Over 10 comments from strangers. A whole 10? On my Facebook page. Now, are you public or private? 
I think I must be public, so I need to change that. That's what I do. But here's the people are nuts. Like, so to find my page, they have to be like searching posts that contain the name Teal Swan. And then they go on my page and they try and read me for filth for having an opinion. Girl, this shit is crazy. I'm not even going to go into the detail. But it's episode one, you're like, this is nuts. And then episode two, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh, girl. You're going to be obsessed with Teal Swan and not in a good way. Well, check it out, streaming now on Hulu, and get to the movie theater, see it on the big screen. Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. (laughs) Now, he did do all of his own stunts, and I like that. You know he flew all those fucking planes by himself? Yes. Yeah, I like that. Watch the film, girl. I might watch it. I will not pay a coin for it. I just won't. It's just not my kind of film. I'm not judging it. I've heard it was good. I I hate the first one. So, kids, we have got ways to inter- for, for you to weigh in on this controversy. You can do it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. On Instagram or Twitter, you're going to find us at Painted Trash Pod. If you want to do it on Facebook, it's Painted Trash Podcast. If you want to see the trash that's been coming after <laughs> Casey for the deep end comments, that's over on Facebook. Send us an email. Let us know your thoughts, feelings about any of the things that we've talked about, especially if you're into the theater. Yes. What are your thoughts about the current state of theater? Okay. If you're a follower of Teal Swan, you can save it. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to respond to you, bitch. We're not even going to play your fucking voice memos. Uh-oh. Casey can listen, but he can't record them. Okay. <laughs> so then you're going to go on ahead and email us at paintatrashpodcast at gmail.com. Then, of course... If you're following us on the social media, share out that content. And then, of course, if you haven't already done it, like, subscribe, follow on all of your platforms where you're listening to finer podcasts. And then finally, after you give a five-star review, yeah. see what I did there? Yeah. Go ahead and leave a cute review. <laughs> cute. <laughs> after you give a five-star review, leave a review, girl. Well, five-star rating. Okay. Then Got you're going to do... Okay. So do a five-star rating... And then go ahead and do a cute review. <laughs> That's but right. Keep it cute. Keep it cute. Okay. Well, what a goody kids. Thanks so much for joining us tonight for a solid stalwart of an episode. It was a solid episode tonight, girl. Lots I think of, it was Manny Gold. Uh, with it, Manny Gold, we're reaching that level <laughs> for sure. So, kids, thank you so much for listening. Happy kickoff to Pride. That's right. Pride is needed now more than ever. And thank you to all of our LGBTQ plus and the IA for supporting the LGBTQIA plus community. That's right. Okay? So get out there, celebrate your pride, show your pride. And parades are going to start happening next weekend. So you're going to need to get out there. Get on not, this. If you're not going to get in the parade, you better be watching it and cheering these fuckers on. And until then, kids... When you're talking, and we know you're going to talk trash, you better paint it. And you better listen to this theme. Great for all pride parades. Shut up and sit down.